Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com acast. Molly Green and Darren Rudge. Alan, Alan, it's Molly and Darren. Hello, Molly and Darren. Hello, oh, you recognise us? I do, I do. Yeah, sure you do. The Happy Garden. <laughs> <laughs> and a very, very warm welcome to it as well. Welcome to the Happy Garden podcast. My name is Molly Green. This here is the inimitable laughing gardener, Darren Rudge. Hello. Hi, Dazzler. Hello. <laughs> Hello, you. All right? I'm all right, thank you, yeah. Good. Are you embracing autumn? I got soaked this morning walking the dog. Absolutely drenched through, and it was absolutely fabulous, because I'm out there in my shorts and my boots. Of course, as every gardener <laughs> is, 12 months of the year. I thought of you, because I, before you and I joined each other to, to record this, I also walked the dogs, and I thought of you because I could smell petrichor. It's a word that you and I bandy <laughs> Bandy about yeah. every autumn when the rains come down and it's still warm and you walk in the dogs in the woods. The smell of the earth is beautiful, isn't it? Absolutely gorgeous. And of course, it's a, a good bulb specialist as well, isn't it? Petrichor. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I saw them at the Melbourne Autumn Show, actually. Yeah. I'm sure Bert, Bert will thank us for that. <laughs> Absolutely. But listen, after the rains came down, oh, when I walked the dogs, I don't know about when you walked the dogs, but the sun was shining. The leaves were glistening like diamonds. It's like God had washed everything. I love the autumn. Love it. Uh, it's absolutely gorgeous. And, of course, the change of the season means that the garden is also changing as well. Mm. And uh, it's one of my favourite seasons, the autumn. I love autumn. I love autumn for the for the colour. And, the um, you know, the fact that the gardening year actually starts in the autumn, which is not what a lot of people realise, you know, Moles. Because you start to tidy, you start to dig, you start to prepare for the gardening year to come right at this very moment in time. Well, it being autumn, I think on the Happy Garden podcast, uh, this episode, it is a bit of an autumn special, really. We're focusing quite a bit on the Mulvern Autumn Show, which I represented us at the week gone by. We missed you, Darren. I had a lovely day. I know you went there all on your lonesome, didn't you? Yeah, but you've nice. been so busy and we've got so many interviews to bring to our podcast listeners, haven't we? Yeah, a little bit later on, we'll be hearing from uh, TV presenter Nikki Chapman. I sat down with Ari Anderson as well from Gardener's World and your mate Adam Frost as well from Gardener's World and uh, yeah I had to chat with a fair few people so we'll sort of bring you the sights the smells and the sounds and of course Darren we've got other things to do this podcast as well what are you bringing to the horticultural table? I've got five gardening jokes plus because we're on podcast number four yes. to celebrate our fourth podcast oh. a bonus joke a boni okay look forward to and that then, Jobs for the weekend. All right. Now, all sounds great. 
all of this and more still to come on The Happy Garden with Molly Green and Dan Roach. <laughs> and of course, it's your podcast. So if you want to get in touch with us about anything, really, I've got lots of emails, lots of questions for you, actually, today, Darren. Uh, anything you would like us to investigate, any aspect of the garden. Oh, I've put gnomes on the list, Darren. Yes. Okay. Where's my gnome? Is it in here? I'm not sure. I was sent a gnome in the week. I've got the I've got right. the um I've got the letter that accompanied the gnome. I, I, maybe the gnome's in the kitchen. Uh, it says, "Dear Mrs. Molly Green, my name is Ivor Biggin, and I am from Donegal. <laughs> I want to apply. <laughs> you haven't you haven't seen the gnome yet. I want to right. apply for position of chief leprechaun. I can start immediately." <laughs> And if I consider your garden worthy, I shall stay and bring you good fortune. Regards, uh. Iva. <laughs> and Iva apparently is a friend of uh, Pat Mitchell. <laughs> <laughs> so we could do a gnome special one day. I love doing this already. <laughs> thank you, whoever. It, you. It's anonymous. I don't know who sent me no, the gnome. Thank you, Iva <laughs> <laughs> oh, the word, just even the name Ivor just lends itself to so much humour. <laughs> so, yeah, if you want us to do it, like a, a gnome thing, um, pergolas, decking, patios, <laughs> fencing. Oh, I thought I might do a garden meditation one week. Oh, yes. The possibilities yes. are. Can we have a gong bath? <laughs> or oh, a sound bath in the garden. Oh, oh yes. So anything like that, you are more than welcome to get in touch. If you'd like to get in touch with Molly Green and Darren Rudge at the Happy Garden podcast then all you have to do is follow them on social media. Just search for The Happy Garden Podcast. If you'd like to send them an email at The Happy Garden Podcast, you can email thehappygardenpodcast at gmail.com. Can we say Happy Garden Podcast just one more time? The Happy Garden Podcast. <laughs> is he in the toilet? <laughs> oh, dear. Is he in the loo at, at, uh, at Shadeen's? <laughs> Well, this is producer Dean. I did, if you were listening to podcast three, dear listener, you'll know that Darren and I can't remember our own details. So I asked producer Dean if he could voice it for us. Whether he did it in the latrine, I don't know. But <laughs> those are all the ways that you can get in touch. You just have to do it when the inspiration takes you, don't you, Mark? If that was the window in his day, Darren, that well, was that's the window it. in his day. just got to do it now. <laughs> oh, I love it. Love it, love it, loving it large. Do, would you like to start, before we cross over to Malvern and, and, and check out those giant vegetables, would you like to start with some jobs for the week ahead? Now in the happy garden. Oh, I say, sweetie, this is my favourite bit. Time for Darren to be absolutely flabulous and regale us with his gardening jobs for the week ahead. Well, yes. Go. Here we go then, folks. It's a really, really, really good time to actually plant. So planting all sorts of things at this time of year is excellent because the weather is wet, as you may have noticed, and it's warm. So anything deciduous, anything pot-grown, conifers, broad-leaved evergreens, all those sorts of things, don't delay. Get them into the ground. Do be careful with evergreens, though. If it is a little bit too wet when you plant, just leave it for a week or so because they, they don't like uh, going into particularly damp conditions. If you've got a plant that needs to be moved as well at this time of year, then, again, it's a really good time of year to do it. So uh, make sure that you get a really good root ball on those plants and then just pop them into a better place. Perhaps they've grown, outgrown the situation where they, they are and they just need moving across the garden thinking about the autumn to come think about those newly planted plants that you might have staked and just check those young trees and the stakes and make sure that they are really really firm and finally for this little section don't forget to get those spring bulbs in the ground as soon as possible dazzler before we carry on i've got something for you have you before we cross over oh, to the nice. giant vegetable tent well and it was it's not from me oh don't think I don't love you because I do. However, this is a small oh. gift. Do you remember on podcast one, yeah. we tried to call Demon Dave? Yes. Well, he was called Dave before we tried to call him. And the haunted burner phone, which I bought specifically to call people to ask gardening questions for the podcast, turned him into Satan. And he's now called Demon Dave. Anyway, just to set the scene, he has sent you a gift. Oh? Um, can I WhatsApp you? Have you got your phone by you? I've got my phone right by me. If can I, if I WhatsApp, 
Oh, hello. Is it calling me? Yeah, but that, actually, you should have your video on because I want you to be able to see this. Oh, right. Answer it, Darren. <laughs> okay. Oh, there I am. Oh, hello. Hello. Oh, that's nice. This is lovely. Oh, you look you nice got, today. You've got stripy top on and everything. Oh, there's a bit of a delay there. There is. That's fine. We'll do this quite quickly. Um, by the way, Darren's at home in Blockswitch and, and I'm over in Birmingham, so we, we're, we're in different places, but we're WhatsApping each other. Here, I look. Behind the, uh, the wind chime. Look, I've got a gift for you here. Oh, wow. From Demon Dave. Yeah. So shall I open it? Shall I open it for you? Yeah, go on. Oh, my God. It's a bit like ASMR, this, isn't it? I hope you don't mind me doing this, Dave, if you're listening, but I won't see Darren for a couple of weeks, so here's a present for Darren. Okay. Let me open this out so you can see. Hang on. We, we sound like we're in Close Encounters of the Third Kind. <laughs> Hang on. Look at the T-shirt. Let me... Can you see that? <laughs> Isn't that great? <laughs> Go on, describe it. Says, it says, folks, Blockswidge Attenborough. Isn't that great? Please. Thanks, Dave. I'll wear that walk in the dog. That's nice. But, you know, it's, it's, I've got to tell you the story, because if you, if you didn't know, Darren and I were at the BBC for a, for a good 15 years doing the gardening phone-in on the BBC in the Midlands. The gardening phone-in finished because of all the local cuts. It finished a couple of weeks ago, didn't it? And um, it was all very sad. I've got a few mm-hmm. more shows left. I'm in and out. So I picked up our post, hence I got this parcel. The thing is, Darren, and I mean, I've been there for many, many years, and I yeah. didn't know they did this. Man at security gave me this and said, this is for Darren Rudge, can you pass it on? It's been scanned. Right. <laughs> I said, what? <laughs> Every single piece of post, I never knew, gets goes upstairs and goes through an x-ray machine <laughs> in, ca- in case somebody has pooed in a jiffy. <laughs> <laughs> or worse, although I don't think it can get worse. <laughs> um, <laughs> You wouldn't get those sorts of parcels, would you? Well, not, not thanks to the uh, the lovely boys so, in the post room, no. It's, it's a bit of a social commentary, isn't it? Well, when I learnt this happens at the BBC, I was going to go and put my foot in it because I broke my foot last Ooh. year. Oh, <laughs> no. I, was, I was wondering how the, uh, the metatarsal was faring. Anyway, so I knew I was perfectly safe to open that for you and I'll, uh, I'll save it for you for when I see you. <laughs> you need to know you're safe. <laughs> There's some strange people out there, Darren. Oh dear. Strange people. <laughs> Molly and Darren. Do you know who we were? <laughs> <laughs> right, shall we go to Malvern? Yes, let's go to shall Malvern. Shall we go to Malvern? So I uh, headed over on the Friday. It was kind of like a pressy day at the Malvern Autumn Show 2023. Uh, it's an incredible place, the Malvern Showground. We love it there anyway, don't we, Darren? Regardless of what show is on, it is a beautiful, beautiful place. Apart from driving there and driving back. I wish I had an airport. <laughs> yeah, it does get a bit busy, doesn't it? And you, you spend more time in the car than <laughs> the show. <laughs> you come off Junction five, you know, Junction 7 of the M5 and you think, oh, I'm there. Well, you're not. No. Um, but it is well <laughs> worth the drive once you get there. And the autumn show itself was absolutely spectacular. So there's all sorts there. The RHS Flower Show, special guests, which we'll be hearing from in the podcast a little bit later on. A gin show, don't mind if I do. The Plant and Bulb Arcade and, of course, the Canna UK National Vegetable Championships. And you walk into the tent and, boom, you feel like you're in Gulliver's Travels. And this year, eight Guinness World Records were broken. Hang on, where's my sheet? Here you are, Darren, listen up to this. On, Eight this year. Coming in at number one, Peter Glazebrook, who we know, we've, we've had him on a fair few times, haven't we? Peter's lovely. He got the largest runner bean, Leaf, at wow. 63.8 centimetres. Oh, my Lord. Derek Hume's got the heaviest runner bean, 196 grams. Wow. Kevin Forty, tallest tomatillo plant. I didn't know what tomatillo is. I didn't see that one. It's not a tomato plant, then, is it? Tom- no. Tomatillo. <laughs> 3.529 metres. Joe Atherton got the longest loofah at 1.29 metres. We're going to grow those, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Peter Glazebrook, he's back in with the heaviest bell pepper at number five, 0.75. <laughs> it was massive. It was as big as my head. Vincent uh, Sodjin had the heaviest cucumber at 13.3 kilograms. And then James Brown. <laughs> I feel good. <laughs> 
he got he got he's he's at number seven and eight. He got the heaviest broad bean, nine hundred ninety two grams, and the longest broad bean at forty three point one centimeters. So that's long. That's all the Guinness World Records that were broken wow. this year. Well, I'm going to. Well, we're going to. One of us is going to. <laughs> <laughs> Put it on the Facebook page. There's lots and lots of photographs uh, of the Canna UK Giant Vegetable Championship tent. So if you head to the Happy Garden podcast on the Facebook page, you'll be able to see photos there. Get interactive with Molly. Lovely show. <laughs> Professionals. Get interactive with Molly and Darren. Follow them on social media. It's a bit like stalking. Just search for the Happy Garden Podcast on Instagram or Facebook. So let me introduce you to Ian Neal, who's one of the giant vegetable growers. Now, Ian, he didn't break any Guinness World Records this time, but he still won heaviest Swede for 27.3 kilograms. And he also got heaviest celery in show as well, 16.59. And he had the biggest marrow. This is my marrow. And he comes six. Ian, that is one of the biggest marrows I did ever see. You should have been here two years ago when the world record went. It was over 250 pounds. Was that one of yours? No, no, I am I am grown 150 pounder. That one just over 100 pounds. Wow. Where did your passion come from? I started as I was a young boy. Growing, I liked to see grow. I was growing marrows when I was a young boy. My my father taught me how to pollinate. Marrows need pollinating. My father taught me that when I was about four or five years old. All I didn't know nothing about bees in birds and bees in them days. Was it a paintbrush back then? <laughs> no, it, uh, you take the female, take the male off, and take the skirt off, and invert it into the female flower to pollinate them. So you learned the birds and the bees at a young age. I did, but uh, I didn't know they produced babies. <laughs> well, you do now. Look at the size of yours. <laughs> so when did you start doing giant veg? When did you try and get bigger and better every 40 year? 40 years ago, when I was 40. It's getting the right seed. If you can get the right seed, you can get right conditions, you can grow big stuff. Where do you get the big seed from, Ian? I, I've been giving uh, big beetroot seed away for the last two or three years. It's, it goes, meeting the growers around here and having a chat to them and get to know them. Get to know the people who will give you the right seed. Some people won't give you the right seed. Some people will charge you a pound of seed where I give mine away. I'm taking the seeds come from the big veg themselves. That one come out of the world record of veg, yes. Did someone give you the seed for this? Your massive marrow. That that one that one is the granddaughter. <laughs> I, I took it I took it from the the daughter, so that's the granddaughter of the giant of the giant marrow. Did you have to pay a pound for this one? <laughs> no, no, no. He, he he give them away. So would you swap a giant marrow seed for like a giant beetroot seed? Is that what happens? No, well no. Some people don't grow beetroot. Some people don't grow marrows. You, you might get some decals off them. But uh, you don't know what, some growers, you don't know what you're going to get. So tell me the life of this beast, Ian. It's, uh, it is enormous, uh, as you've said. When, when did it start life? How long have you been growing this one? That one started life about beginning of April. That put the seed in and it went out in the field six weeks later and it grew from there. And do you grow lots and pick the biggest or is this the one you've been nurturing? How does it work? I, I grew five plants. Four of them went rotten. Uh, there's a guy on the south coast all these went rotten because of the weather and what we're doing we, we're trying to push, push, push all the time if there's the wrong fertiliser, the wrong weather which we've had this year they go rotten that's a lot of pressure on this baby yes there is yeah. do, you, do you name your marrows Ian? no, no <laughs> I did put Lucy on one one, one year but no <laughs> well this one obviously is or was so precious growing then if the others four failed do you keep it under glass do you have to check it so it doesn't get rabbit damage how do you keep this monster safe all these months you don't you don't you just pray for a bit of luck i got the odd deer running around occasionally not very often i've only seen them once but you can see their feet marks about the place so uh, and there's birds mice mice have a little go at them and then when do you decide when it's ready? Do you harvest this just ahead of the Mulvan show or has it been picked for a while? That was harvest on the Wednesday to come here Thursday, yeah. 
and talk to me about transportation and even picking it up from where it grew that must be quite a day it was but i got a little mini tractor and i got what we call a link box on the back and i just rolled him on picked him up and uh, then i rolled him into my car and then rolled him out here in the tent well i get we got other exhibitors to give you andy yeah that's lovely isn't it darren everyone helps each other in the tent which i think is smashing it's a great community, though, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, it's fabulous. And, uh, you know, just listening to people in the background there as well, it's, it's, you can hear them chattering away and going, yeah. oh, look at how so big that one is. <laughs> the size of that? It really was. I mean, the Malvern show is sprawling across the, the showground, but I think, hands down... That is the best place to be. It's where all the camaraderie are. It's, it's where it's all the friendships are. And as Ian just said, swapping seeds and stuff. It's just really, really nice. And it isn't Ian's first rodeo because he has caught the eye of Snoop Dogg. Now, Darren and I have been trying to get Snoop Dogg on our show for how many years? <laughs> year, year, year. Long time. A long time. Uh, but he, I think he wanted 60K, didn't he, for a four-minute interview, so... Stuck him back in his doghouse. <laughs> <laughs> um, but and I didn't realise, Darren, because Ian is the one that Snoop Dogg wanted, as you'll hear in a second. But it wasn't the actual vegetables that Snoop Dogg was interested in growing big. Right? Here's the plea, which was on Snoop Dogg TV. What up, though? Shout out to my homeboy Ian Neal in Cardiff for breaking the world's records for the biggest vegetable Man, I want to tell you something, man. When I do my show in Cardiff, I want you to come backstage and see me because I do vegetation myself and I want to know your secret so I can show you my vegetables and see if you can grow that into a real big vegetable. So Ian Neal from Cardiff, come see your boy Snoop Dogg. I got two tickets for you when I get to town. You dig? You went to a Snoop Dogg concert. What did you think, Ian? It was all right. It was something. I wasn't going to go. It was a lady who worked for me rang me up and said, "You've turned the tickets down because I'm country western. I'm country, not rapper." She said, "You turned the tickets around." I said, "I." I said, "You wanted to go and see him, did you?" She said, "Yeah." I said, "All right, we'll go." And the husband said, "I'll take you." So it was a bit loud. <laughs> I was the oldest rapper there, I think. <laughs> but he loves his giant veg. He's really into it. Yeah. Well, no, he, he wanted to know how he grew his, <laughs> his plants bigger. <laughs> he wasn't in, Snoop Dogg's not interested in the vegetables at all. It's the vegetation. He, <laughs> <laughs> he wants to grow bigger. It only clicked with me. I actually thought he was interested mm. in, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, the heaviest broad bean. He's not. <laughs> no. <laughs> I think that's brilliant. I grow vegetation myself. <laughs> Really? Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, well, we'll tell you a little bit later on in the podcast how you could be in the tent at Malvern next year with a whopper. If you fancy some free seeds, keep listening. Dazzler, shall we get on with some questions? Yes. Okay. Let's do some. Let's do some. Lots came mm. in this week on the email, which is the Happy Garden Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, actually, lots of comments as well as questions. Firstly, Faye and Sue says, Mol Darren, we listened to episode three of your podcast whilst having our Sunday lunch. Oh. It was great. Brackets, we can picture you saying great, Molly. <laughs> lots of content about moles and worms and plant life lots of fun and laughter thrown in for good measure a huge thank you to you Darren producer Dean and Mr Green for his singing involvement and your dogs last week <laughs> <laughs> if only you'd been here Darren you'd have been able to join in on the singing <laughs> I was a bit drunk sorry <laughs> anyway on to the <laughs> thanks uh, Payne <laughs> just, just a bit drunk <laughs> a little bit Everybody just a boo. little bit <laughs> and another thing. So here's now who's this one from? Babs uh, says, Mole Darren. Oh, here, here's, here's another one. Just listen to the latest podcast. Could I ask the swearing gardener? Oops, <laughs> I mean the laughing gardener. A question, please. She must have listened to podcast two. Yes, yeah, so apologies for my potty <laughs> mouth. <laughs> Uh, good job you're around with your finger on the bleeper to keep Darren in check, Mole. Tell him he's let uh, you down. He's let the podcast down. He's let his family down. But most of all, he's let himself down. Darren, what should I do with these sorry-looking polyanthus? Now, are they worth keeping? And if so, do they need repotting in fresh compost now? And how do I keep them over winter? Will they need sheltering from frost? Asks Babs. 
Uh, your polyanthus won't need sheltering from frost babs because they are hardy and th- they look a bit sad during the summer anyway because they give us our winter colour. So yes, you do need to give them a bit of a tidy up. If there's brown leaves on there and even if there's flowers that might have gone over, then just pick them over. If they're in a pot, then put some fresh compost in there. But they will perform for you really brilliantly during the winter months and that's what we use them for. We use them for winter colour. Perhaps add to them uh, put some pansies in there and some violas and things like that and how about the odd little evergreen dwarf shrub that you purchase from your local garden center just to pet things up and give yourself some winter color i'd like to do a special actually molly on winter hanging baskets and winter patio pots because People out there do a lot of summer hanging baskets and patio pots, but don't tend to swap over to winter colour, and there's so much you can actually use and get to grips with and have all that colour, and polyanthus is one of those plants that you can use to enlighten your life through the winter months. Oh, not a problem. I have... Um... <clears throat> oh, it's such a mess in here. Oh, no, there it is. Hang on. Oh. <laughs> Hang on, there it is. <laughs> It was under a bar of chocolate, which I, I stuffed a whole row in my mouth whilst we were listening to him, Neil. Um, I've got my... <laughs> Why is the jingle bells? Oh, no, that's not... It's um be- because... um <laughs> Well, you know this room. Because when we record, <laughs> I'm in this little haunted office. I've had to put a throw up at the window. And to put the throw up at the window, I've had to take the wind chime off the window and oh, just hang chime. it on the side. Yeah, it's a wind chime. It's okay. really nice. My husband hates it, so I have to hide it in here. Right, quiet now. <laughs> It's got a lot of bells on it. Uh, he's out at the moment, so I lit. Um, bear with. I lit a joystick before we <laughs> before we started, and then, like you, I went and walked the dogs. And then when I came back in, I just inadvertently closed the door. And when I came back, the fog in here, <laughs> my <laughs> eyes, <laughs> it came billowing out of the room. Um, anyway, what I was saying? Yes, I've got my diary. Yeah. So when do you want to do the special? The the uh, hanging basket for winter special. Well, it, it needs to be in the next couple of weeks, really, oh, okay. because people. This is what people are doing right this moment time, end of September into uh, into October. So um, they'll be swapping their bedding over or or clearing their bedding out. And I think people ought to just think about having a winter basket and uh, okay. uh, you know winter colour for their patio pots. Well, next week I've got Lorraine and Carol booked in about Wendersill gardening. Okay. Then the the Friday after, um, I thought we'd record our apple special because on the twenty. Yeah. 20- First, it's a National Apple Day, isn't it? Yeah. So, um, so we've got Apple Day coming up. Obviously, we've got a pumpkin special as well. Oh, it's all mm. happening. But I'll, I'll jot it down and we'll do um, winter hanging baskets. Yeah. Okay. We don't, yeah. we don't have a PA. <laughs> okay. It's great in here. Oh, oh it fell off. <laughs> you never hear from it again. Good. <laughs> Good. Oh, you sound like my husband. <laughs> I've torn it up. You'll never see it again. Good. Oh, Darren. Is it dead? It, yes. <laughs> Good. Good. <laughs> Why don't men like wind chimes? What's the matter with you? Okay, right. <laughs> I have to tell you that my neighbour has wind chimes. Oh, aren't they beautiful, Darren? Isn't it Not lovely? Not at four o'clock in the morning. No. Oh, it was windy last night as well. <laughs> Well, look, I could package this up and send it to you, couldn't I? No. I'm Ian Neal, and I got the biggest weed and the show and the celery. And you're listening to the Happy Garden Podcast with Molly Green and Darren Rudge. (laughs) It's all right, I'm not used to reading out aloud. Let's go back to Malvern. We'll be hearing from Nikki Chapman a little bit later on on the podcast. I sat down and had a chat with her in the rain. And um, Adam Frost as well. I don't know if we'll have time to play that today, but your mate Adam, he and I had the nicest chat. He's such a nice man. He is a nice guy, isn't mm, he? He really he is. He's a really nice guy. And you yeah. work with him for many years. Might save yeah. that till next week. It, do you know, it was a really, really interesting chat, not just about the show, about his struggle with mental health. Yeah, um, his well-being. Yeah. yeah, his well-being. And it was so interesting. And he said, he said, the garden has always in his life been his solace, been his happy place. But when he was really going through it with, with some mental struggles, he even just fell out of love with the garden which really frightened him. So an interesting conversation that uh, that you'll hear from. Right now, though, Arit Anderson from Gardener's World sat down and had a chat with her as well about the season. 
No, I love the uh, Melvin Autumn show because it is, it's that last hurrah when people think, right, I can still buy a few plants, there's a bit of instant colour to come in, a bit of inspiration on the old veg because, of course, we have the giant veg people making us all feel really bad and how bad growers. Millions of people have lost weight with personalised plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. We are. But um, no, it's a great show and always such a lovely atmosphere. Everybody's friendly, relaxed. I think the fact it's over three days gives people time to come down. Well, I just love autumn. We were just talking about it in one of the talks that I was at that some people kind of obviously love the spring or love high summer. But the thing with autumn is the fact that the light shift is so great. It's a bit more mellow. All the plants seem warmer in colour. And, and there is that feeling of just about to hunker down. There's jobs still to be done in the garden and you can still go out visiting arboretums um, looking at all the lovely uh, tree colour as well but I think that it's it's that time of year when people you know they're flagging a bit after the uh, after summer and of course we've had some really hot weather we've had a lot of rain obviously in July but this time of year now I think it's official that anything can come our way and we'll deal with it <laughs> expect the unexpected and as far as autumn and winter for you Eric do you get downtime I mean the garden doesn't stop and even when the garden does go to bed the planning you know this is a garden designer the planning for the next season doesn't stop but for you do you get a bit of downtime probably a little bit more only I think the thing that's always nice with uh, winter time is that you know that sort of from the filming perspective which you know I don't get to do loads these days but the, the, the bits I do that kind of stops so because of the shorter days anyway you only got so much light that you can have and what tends to happen is that yeah probably as you sort of start to head into December time there's that quiet period where, where nobody's calling if you like so I think every Everybody kind of sort of like goes right and breathe for a minute really you know winter is a time that I've always actually really enjoyed certainly as I've gotten older I think it's that time of year where you are quite literally sort of sowing seeds not the not just the physical seeds in the garden but gives yourself time to reflect on the year that's gone past think about the things that you want to happen next year because I always very much believe in the fact that you have to but you have to manifest what you want and you have to think about it and visualize it and energize it and that's what obviously happens in the garden and I think you can do the same with some of your goals that you want to think about so I use the, the, the winter time to kind of go it's time to be quiet and think. <laughs> and reflective, which is nice. How has your garden been this year? Well, my garden's, um, the bones have been put back in because I'd had some uh, new landscaping done in it, reshaped. I have a small garden. It's a town garden, so it's only 10 metres by 4 metres in its main part with a little side return. And uh, this year um, we've managed to get a small studio put at the end because people are sick of me being at the kitchen table. <laughs> so that's happened. And so the garden's reduced in size. So I've had to kind of relay it out so I did put some plants in um, for spring planting but I've got to be honest I think it's this autumn time that I've got to get some new planting in there because certain things haven't really worked and and that's fine so it's going to be in its infancy but I'm going to look forward to seeing that coming bouncing back hopefully in the next coming seasons. Arit Anderson uh, there I also talked to her as well Darren about uh, where on earth you start Garden designing. So obviously, you're a, you're an award-winning garden designer, so so you know this. Um, if you move, we have a lot of questions, don't we? If you move into a new house, apartment, or whatever it is, a new build, perhaps, where on earth do you start? So I'll I'll play her sort of take on that in another podcast. But as I say, a question you get asked a lot, that isn't it? Well, actually, um, this evening I'm about to do a talk um, in Loughborough, um, (laughs) and the the title of the talk is uh, Creating Your Ideal Garden, and it's a talk on garden design, yeah, so... uh, Where is it? In Loughborough. I know that where, though, is it? Loughborough. (laughs) 
Are you at the village hall? <laughs> I'm at the village hall. Oh, you are. Oh, that's nice. That's a good journey, isn't it? Safe journey. Well, yeah, it is a it is a really, really decent journey. It is a decent journey. <laughs> now, are you and I going to do this? We keep mentioning this loofer off or some sort of giant yeah. veg yeah, off inspired yeah. by the uh, Mulvern Awesome show. Well, for anybody listening who would be interested in growing big melons, then... <clears throat> <laughs> What I will play here is uh, <laughs> Kurt from Canna with the Canna Melon Challenge. <laughs> they are the sponsors of the Giant Veg Competition. Uh, <laughs> how old are we, Darren? Now, I don't know. I was just thinking about the other week. <laughs> oh, Sitting in oh your opposite my unit. goodness. How many times do we have to revisit this? Darren and I were... <laughs> Broadcasting. We were, yeah, it was. It was. Uh, we were at work, and I inadvertently, I bought. I do buy a lot of uh, my clothes from a charity shop, and I bought this. <laughs> I bought this beautiful blouse from the RSPCA, and uh, it transpires the reason. I thought it was really good. <laughs> You did worth the three ninety nine. The reason it transpires it was in the charity shop is because the buttons didn't work, and so it's a beautiful blouse. And I was sat at work opposite Darren, and we were chatting away. And I don't know how I don't know how long this had happened for, but um, yeah, blouse was open to the waist. Buttons had all buttons had all come undone, and I got my Nora Batty bra on, <laughs> and our relationship changed from that day on. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Darren. You can never unsee some things. <laughs> oh, gosh. Where were we? What we, oh, we were talking about that giant melons, obviously. Giant so melons. Let me, get, go. let me get Kurt from Canner on. Now, if you fancy being in the tent with a big melon <laughs> next year, here's Kurt with the details. So we're here today. We're, we're doing a pick a plant. We've got micro herbs and greens available. Obviously, we've nestled ourselves directly in the middle of the giant vegetable competition here, which has drawn more entries this year than ever before. So it's a really, really busy tent. Lots of entries. Um, a couple of world records as well in the tent, which is good and exciting. Uh, and we're here just kind of providing a more interactive way to in engage. We've got a few of our products. We've got information on companion planting pests. We've got the microscope set up here with uh, predators and um, certain garden pests for the kids to come and have a look at. Um, so yeah, it's just a really nice interactive day. This is our way of giving it back to the giant vegetable community who really support our brand. And I see on this flyer here, you're trying to encourage people to take up what we see in this tent. The, the, here are massive melons, mega money. I didn't even realise there was prize money on offer for these. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't think these guys would come down here all this way if there wasn't a little bit of moolah in it for them. Say a little bit, a grand. <laughs> yeah, so this year we have up to the prize on the um, heaviest melon uh, uh, competition. So, yeah, it's a £1,000 prize for next year, 2024. It's going to be the heaviest cantaloupe melon category. Don't get too excited, though, because we will be taking part. So this year, Canna will be a competitor so that's why we've up the prize money we're going to um, let people put their melons where their mouth is so to speak <laughs> so yeah we're going to lay down the gauntlet we're going to challenge as many growers as possible to enter this you don't have to be a giant vegetable grower you don't have to be experienced and you don't need to have special seeds because we can send those out to you so if, if you haven't got cantaloupe melon seed and you want a giant cantaloupe melon seed we can provide that uh, all you need to do to get the seed is to contact us via email at uk at canna.com and we'll send those out to you. And this is the seed that will grow a giant, giant cantaloupe. The rest of it's up to you, really, at that point. And any little growing tips? Uh, so in terms of planting them, even though they are giant melons, they're just going to take a normal season. So again, that's all in the genetics. So plant it out when you would normally plant out a melon. Follow your normal melon growing regime. Um, if you're looking for any tips and tricks, um, Canna, we're always available for advice. You can contact us via our inquiry page on our website, which is www.canna-uk.com. And we've got a team of experts there. We call them the green team. And they're on hand to offer advice all year round for this sort of thing. So um, any advice on our products um, or even just growing in general, we're really happy to help as much as we can. And who knows? Could, could see lots of people here in the tent next year. I really hope so. I think it'd be great. Obviously, we've got a few uh, children's categories here where some of the kids have entered. So it'd be great to see more kids getting involved. It's been really nice to see a few of the kids turn up with their giant veg in other categories with their parents. It's been really sweet to see that intergenerational people getting involved. It's just been lovely. And, and this is a family show as well. So yeah, I think it'd be really good not to say it, but these old boys, there's a lot of them out here and they are getting old now. So I think we really need to see some young blood coming up next year. That'd be really exciting. Yes, heaviest cantaloupe melon. Let's see what you guys can do. 
If you'd like to get in touch with Molly Green and Darren Rudge at the Happy Garden Podcast, then all you have to do is follow them on social media. Just search for the Happy Garden Podcast. If you'd like to send them an email at the Happy Garden Podcast, you can email the Happy Garden Podcast at gmail.com. Can we say Happy Garden Podcast just one more time? The Happy Garden Podcast. I'm just, I'm just rehanging the. Um, You're doing that on purpose. <laughs> no, aren't I'm you? just rehanging you it up. Doing that. On I was. Purpose. I was having a tidy up while we were listening to Kurt. <laughs> um, so, do you fancy that, Darren? What a pair of giant metal! Oh, uh, <laughs> no, yes. Just the one, darling. Just the one. Well, that was cantaloupe. The actual heaviest watermelon at the Autumn Malvern show this year was Curtis Leach. Mr. Leach, 45.2 kilograms, but um, a cantaloupe melon, and they give you seeds as well. I was just thinking, you see, um, something that's quite close to my heart. Just imagine the marrow rum that could come out of that marrow. <gasps> oh, do you know, I don't think we've even mentioned marrow rum yet on this podcast. Oh, no. No. Mm. <laughs> Darren's friend is it Steve Malcolm Dave De- Dennis. Dennis down the allotment um, for years it's terrible I don't remember his name since I've been drinking his produce for at least a decade um, he brews from all sorts of vegetables marrows being mm. the one just gorgeous isn't it <laughs> do you reckon you could get him on the podcast or uh, the thing is with Dennis He's secretive, isn't he? Yeah, he doesn't like it. He doesn't like it at all. He doesn't like to be a, a famous person at all. He just likes to sit in his little potting shed. With his marrows and, and his tights. Uh, with his marrows. And I've often said to him, you know, one of these days this, this place is just going to explode <laughs> and you'll end up with a fire service here. <laughs> Don't joke. I did an interview once with the Gloucestershire Bomb Squad, right? <laughs> and seriously, they have been called out to home brewing Lots of times they have to send in the um, in a little robot um, to detonate the homebrew. And apparently it's like a domino effect. Once one bottle goes up, it all goes up. And because the shards of glass embed, they can embed into concrete, they explode at such a rate. They have to send the bomb squad in. Wow. (laughs) I know. So maybe you shouldn't go and interview Dennis. No. Because we're we're only on episode four and I need you, Darren. (laughs) Anyway, let's get back to a question. Now, if you have any questions for Darren Rudge, he is not much that he doesn't know. So you're more than welcome to pop something on our email, which is thehappygardenpodcast at gmail.com. So a question from Jeff Darren. I suspect it may be a common problem, Dazzler, but I have an Acer, which I've had for a few years now, which started off a beautiful red colour. It's increasingly turned green in parts. Is there any way of reversing this progress? Many thanks. Take care, Jeff. Um, it can be intensity of light, Jeff. So, um, and uh, it, it's very unusual, though, um, for um, a plant just to change its leaf colour like that. I wonder because most Japanese maples, uh, which is what I think you're talking about, because Acer covers a whole range of plants within that genus. Um, most Japanese maples will be grafted onto a rootstock. And um, if you allow that rootstock to come through, um, that will take over and dominate. So I just wonder whether, without knowing it, uh, you've allowed the rootstock to start to take over. And that's the greenness, uh, rather than what's called the scion material, which is the the grafted material, as slowly and utterly uh, being overpowered by uh, the rootstock material. We graft onto rootstocks, folks, for a whole host of reasons, possibly for a a better root system um, that's more disease-resistant, those sorts of things. And then we get the bit that we actually want, we graft onto it onto the rootstock and if you let the rootstock take over then uh, it will dominate it's almost certainly uh, what's happened because it's very very rare for uh, leaves to suddenly go from red to green so i check and just have a look where these stems are actually originating from and if you follow the main stem down you'll see what's called the grafting union Um, you'll see where it's actually been um, grafted and if these stems are arising below that point then it's the rootstock that's taking over and what you need to do is to cut those out okay and folks out there if you get any of this as soon as you see it cut them out otherwise they're more than likely going to be more vigorous than the plant you actually want 
um, and they will start to take over and dominate. I hope that helps. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you for the question. It's the Happy Garden Podcast at gmail.com to get in touch. Let's do another gardening question. This is from, oh, this is from Sprayer Pete. <laughs> Sprayer Pete. <laughs> Molly, Darren, you mentioned on Friday's podcast, this is the last one, about getting your lawn ready for the winter. But my question is, I've had a new lawn laid six months ago and the grandkids have given it a right bashing playing football on it throughout the summer. There's lots of bold patches. Do I reseed the patches now or leave it till the new year p.s i've got a joke for you let's do let's do the question first okay yeah yeah spray pete you need to reseed you need to aerate and scarify uh it's been down long enough okay don't attack it too much though um when you aerate and scarify that is but yeah reseed reseed now okay don't wait until uh the spring because leaving ball patches over the winter allows weed seeds to come in and then they'll start to compete with your new lawn so give it a good we uh, give it a good uh aerate scarify and reseed after you've done all of that and make sure that you top up with a little bit of compost just to level that lawn out and it'll be fine and to be even better for you in the spring and don't forget we had uh, dr kevin butt on last week on the podcast one of the uk's <laughs> sorry it's just his name makes me laugh oh, no. <laughs> you'd think it was four wouldn't you wait 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 Hang on, hang on. Get it out. (laughs) It's coming, it's coming, it's coming. Hang on. (laughs) Oh, my God. I'm nearly 50. Hang on. (laughs) Well, in six years. (laughs) Hang on. (laughs) Hang on, hang on, hang on. (laughs) Shouldn't say you're going out of four, aren't you? Hang on. <laughs> Wait. He's had this all his life. <laughs> I think it's the way I say it, really. It's not that funny, is it? And it's B U double T, so, you know. Anyway, hang on, hang on. God, I hope he doesn't hear this. <laughs> hang on, hang on. And don't forget, last week we had Dr. Kevin Butt on the show. <laughs> oh, my glasses are steamed up. Hang on. Sorry. A quick wipe. <laughs> and don't forget, last week we had Dr. Kevin Butt on talking about earthworms as well. Try and hang fire on the chemicals, Darren, on the lawn. I mean, grass seed's fine, isn't it? But... All the chemicals yeah. that uh, are of detriment to the, to the little worms. Yeah, well, any chemicals are going to affect because they, they just absorb it into their, their skin. You know, they've got fleshy body, haven't they? Mm. So anything that gets onto their skin is just absorbed. So mm-hmm. just need to be very, very careful what we're putting out there, folks. Do you want this joke? Yeah, go on then. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. Darren, what do you call a country where people drive pink cars? <laughs> I don't know. A pink carnation? <laughs> that's quite good actually it's not actually gonna, bad is it spray I'll, I'll write that one down and recycle oh yeah but in about a year you'll hear that in come about around a year. nobody uh, will know listener jokes are always welcome seriously literally always welcome um the happy garden podcast at gmail.com bungie jokes on there talking to which do you want to do them yeah shall we do them not? let's do them now in the happy garden it's about time for some alan titters brace yourself for your gardening jokes of the week from darren rudge Right, um, okay, let's hope you don't let anybody down today. All right, well, how many are there? Five and a bone eye? There's five and a bonus. Go. And I'll start with Molly. My cat had an accident yesterday oh, no. in the garden. Hmm. He's fine, but don't ask me how it happened. <laughs> oh, no, that's really good. <laughs> yeah, good. You, do you how know what? You can, have, you can have two for that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Someone dropped a huge wash basin for my potting shed on the front doorstep yesterday. Uh-huh. I'm still trying to let that sink in. Oh, yeah. Good. Number two. Number three. Oh. Three. <laughs> why, why can't an onion stop laughing? Oh, um, I don't know. Because he's a tickled onion. Mm. <laughs> three. Done, yeah. 
Right, number four. Yeah, number four. Why did the woodpecker go to the doctor's? Don't know. Because you got a banging headache. Oh, good, yeah, good, 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 good. Number five. Yeah. Why was the oak tree very secretive? Not sure. Because he was a member of Special Branch. Yeah, good, yeah, good. good. And the bonus Yes. Are you ready? Hang on, I'm going to be quiet for this one, yep. Why do onions hate sunbathing? Not sure. They peel really easy. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) That's the funniest thing I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. Darren, that was really good this week. I'm really pleased with you. <laughs> See, I, I'm just getting better. Don't ask me how. Yeah, no, number one, you. Yeah, you peaked pretty early. That's really. <laughs> I like it. More to come <laughs> next week. If you think you can outdo Darren, email us. In fact, let me give you all the ways to get in touch with us. If you'd like to get in touch with Molly Green and Darren Rudge at the Happy Garden Podcast, then all you have to do is follow them on social media. Just search for The Happy Garden Podcast. If you'd like to send them an email at The Happy Garden Podcast, you can email thehappygardenpodcast at gmail.com. Can we say Happy Garden Podcast just one more time? The Happy Garden Podcast. Back to the Mulvern Autumn Show. Now, Nikki Chapman, TV presenter and pop idol judge. Do you remember when she was on Pop Idol, Darren? All yeah. Those, all those years ago. Uh, Nikki's ace. We sat down. It was absolutely hammering it down outside. This, that's the noise that you can hear sort of as, as we're chatting to begin with. We were in a little porter cabin. It was battering. You'll hear it. But hey, it's autumn. It's sort of a celebration, isn't it? Because I was talking to somebody earlier, and, you know, autumn can be quite a difficult time. Not because it isn't beautiful, but the weather can be inclement but also it's like we're leading into winter but let's celebrate it and our gardens are transforming there's still those amazing amazing colors and there is so much to see and do here so it's it's the last hurrah and what are you doing at the show? Obviously, you've just come off stage. What's, what's your part? So I'm hosting the Garden Theatre. So we've got Adam Frost, we've got Ari Anderson on there, we've got Jonathan Mosley doing floral design. And what they do is they... Oh my the God. rain, I Nikki! Can't believe the rain. But um, they're talking about trees and our gardens and what we should be looking forward to because you know Adam is a big one for saying you know because it's autumn, don't rest on your laurels. Yeah. Excuse the pun. Get out there. What you can do, and he gives a great demonstration of what you should be doing in your garden, what you can be doing in your garden, and also just being very constructive and, and creative with that as well at the same time. I think we get so much from our gardens. That's the truth. For so many of us there's you know it's multifaceted what you get out of gardening it's the physical side it's the mental side for me I was very ill a couple of years ago and it was absolutely brilliant because it was my sort of peace and tranquility it's where I could go I wasn't going to be gardening because I was recovering from an operation but just to sit out there and I live in a busy city and you know and if you sit in my garden for long enough you'll probably see a couple of planes go overhead you might hear the odd siren but in actual fact I could zone out from that and just look around me look at the beauty of the garden it was transforming because it was spring going into summer and it was just my place my quiet place I didn't have the phone going I didn't have people coming around to see me at that point I just wanted to sit and contemplate and also get better and I always called it and I still do my sanctuary I've got the smallest London garden an urban garden but it is beautiful and I love it and I spend so much time in my garden the winter months are a little bit challenging is the honest truth but I can still see it I've got huge glass doors I'm really lucky because I do have outside space and I look out onto it and that's the thing with gardening you know not everybody has a garden but you might be quite close to your local park make yourself go for that walk through the park and take a moment and look at the trees Ari Anderson has got a beautiful book out at the moment all about what trees you should select for your garden and thinking about that but in actual fact not everybody can plant a tree just look at the trees around you we take them for granted but take a moment look up and see the leaves the structure the dappled light coming through and with gardening and with nature out in the countryside just take a moment I'm talking 19 to the dozen don't do that Mm. take a breath take a moment and have a look and enjoy it I'm not a gardening expert but I'm that's Adam Frost heckling (laughs) me in the background but I am surrounded by listen to him ignore that you lovely listeners Adam Frost has always got the answer but they have I'm lucky being here at Malvern we're surrounded by experts Nikki Chapman there 
I'm Arit, and you're listening to the Happy Garden podcast with Molly Green and Darren Rudge. So let's get the last couple of questions in for you, Darren. Molly, Darren, I lost my box this year of 30 years with... Uh, sorry, it's not funny at all. I don't know. What's funny about that, <laughs> Literally Molly? nothing. With box blight. Now, I thought it may have come in on the council soil improver. <laughs> so I've pulled it out and burnt it. Yeah. OK. Sorry, I don't know. <laughs> Let's start all that again. Hang on. <laughs> oh, it's just the word box. Hi, Molly and Darren. I lost my box this year of 30 years with box blight. Thought it may have come in on the council soil improver. So I've pulled it out and burnt it. I've... olive tree in a pot which had olives last year would it be a good replacement for the same pot and that's kevin the coffin maker all right kevin the coffin maker yeah it'll be fine you know i would i would um uh, change that compost not that box blight is going to cause your olive tree any um any problems at all but just to give it a bit of freshness and uh, to give your olive tree a really good start where once it starts to get its roots into the pot you know if you're suffering from box blight folks then there is a, a number of good alternatives uh, there's Lanisera pileata, which is really, really good. Uh, there's a Euonymus that people are using, which obviously don't suffer from box blight. And there is a holly, which is really tiny, called Ilex cronata, and that is a fabulous, fabulous substitute for box. And you, sometimes you have to look at these things twice to realise that they're actually not box. So if you've got problems with box blight, that's fine. But there's two or three things that you could actually try uh, as a difference that just obviously won't suffer with box blight. Do you want to finish with some jobs for the week ahead, Darren? Yeah, go on. Yes, then. why not? So we're autumn. It's all seasons in one day. So if you're going to get out and about... Now in the happy garden... Oh, I say, sweetie, this is my favourite bit. Time for Darren to be absolutely flabulous and regale us with his gardening jobs for the week ahead. Well, yes. Go. Well, as I mentioned earlier, folks, uh, pots and containers can be replanted right now with spring bedding and bulbs, but we're going to do a special, I think, in the next uh, couple of uh, podcasts, so just hang fire a little bit. Lift and divide and replant perennial flowers that have grown too large. It's a fantastic time to do that. Normally, if you've had a, a perennial, herbaceous perennial in the ground for more than four or five years, it's time to give it a good divide, split it up, disregard or compost the centre parts and the outer bits are the younger bits that you want to keep and then get them planted right away. You can also produce what's called a hardy annual border by sowing an area uh, with hardy annual seeds. Uh, These will be frost resilient and you'll have a lovely wildflower patch to come home to in the spring. And then finally, it's important to keep mowing the lawn, okay, providing it's not too soggy and be sure to rake off those leaves as the autumn starts to hit. Well, I don't know about you, but I've had a thoroughly lovely time listening to that sweetie darling. I know that I will be having a crack at some of those jobs this week. Take care, everyone, and I'll see you next week for more absolutely rudgelicious gardening jobs oh. for the week ahead. You're listening to the Happy Garden Podcast with Molly Green and Darren Rudge. Is that it? Can I go home now? You can go home. Uh, I'm already home and Darren's off to Loughborough. <laughs> I don't know why that's funny, but it is. Well, I think we made a fist of this podcast. Do you want to do your hanging basket special? Should we should we pencil that in for next week? I think so, because yeah. it's about the right time for folks to be thinking about doing to that. To be getting ready. Okay. Well, thank you, everybody, for joining us for episode four of the Happy Garden podcast. Darren, it's been a giggle. Thank you. Thank you. Wonderful. Happy gardening, folks. Safe journey to Loughborough. Thank you. <laughs> 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.